Today, I've learned the best process on how to tell a story and how to use that story to market my products and services. How can personal trainers, fitness coaches, independent gym and supplement shop owners get more clients? My name is Tyson and this is the Marketing Fitness Podcast. I'm running a startup called Black Label Supplements and I'm on a mission to find which marketing strategies will help our retailers and brand ambassadors be most successful. If they win, we win. All right, guys, I'm, I'm uh, excited about today because uh, it's about storytelling and I'm terrible at it. I'm absolutely terrible at it, but I'm excited because I'm trying to learn to be better. And it, it takes me back to a time when I was training for the Paralympic Games in Rio in 2016. I was a sponsored athlete with Dick's Sporting Goods and they brought us out to P- Pittsburgh where their headquarters is. And that is a crazy, crazy deal. It was like from my home to Pittsburgh, which I'm in Eastern Idaho to Pittsburgh and back in less than 24 hours, but nuts. Uh, another story for another time. But I watched this. One of the things they did is we had 100 days to go till the games and, or 100 games go till the opening ceremonies, the Olympic Games, and then maybe 30 till the Paralympic Games, or 130. So they brought us in, and they showed us around, and it was really fun getting to see Dick's Sporting Goods and the headquarters, and they have this huge, huge airport hangar uh, where we all went with some of their upper executives and employees, about 5,000 of us. And, uh, Apollo Anton Ono spoke, and... Um, there was a boxer, and I'm spacing his name, uh, Floyd Mayweather, holy cow, um, he spoke, so it was great, and then they separated us out, there was probably 50 athletes there that were sponsored, and they, they took us into a little small auditorium, didn't tell us what was going on, and then at the bottom of the, the ramp was, was E.T., the E.T., um, Earl Thomas, what an amazing, amazing motivational speaker, um, if you're not sure who he is, you can go look on YouTube and look up his stuff. And, and this guy is, he makes like a hundred grand a speech or something crazy like that. But he does an awesome job and he, he's worth every minute. So he gets up there and he just starts firing us up. And by the end of this thing, I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to get on the track. I'm ready to go and kick some butt. I'm, I'm ready to represent the USA and, and all this stuff. And I just, I remember the feeling inside of me was just, it was like he evoked some emotion that came out of me that I didn't know I had. Like just the stories that he told and the way that he told them, it was incredible. Uh, and so I, I went on and made made the team and had a pretty great experience in Rio. And afterwards, had the opportunity to do some public speaking at several different occasions. And as I sat down to plan these public speeches, I was like, I want to be like Earl Thomas. I want to give that speech. I want to invoke emotion out of people and I want people to look at me and say, hey, he's a great speaker. And I was able to make changes, not because I want the, the, the credit, but I want to be able to help people make changes in their lives. And my, I really feel passionate about the, the theme that I was talking about, and that was fear of failure and how we need to set goals and actually learn from failure and be okay with failure. Um, but internally, I was, I was afraid, I was terrified of giving speeches. Um, I was terrified of what people thought. I was terrified of changing my voice around and yelling and being quiet and maybe crying. Or So I, I held back as I told stories. And with 
at the end of each one of these speeches, I just felt like I left something on the table. You know, as an athlete, if you don't give all you got in a practice, you can tell him. You just don't feel good. And that's how I felt about these speeches. Like, you know, some of them I was getting paid pretty decently, and uh, it just didn't didn't feel like I get, left it all out on the table because I was so scared to share my internal feelings and how I really thought. Um, and then it just continued. And, and last year, even, I saw an amazing speech by John Register, who is a, an elite Paralympian, who is now, um, his story is nuts. He was training for the Olympic Games, lost his leg, then was able to come back and make the Paralympic Games as an IPT. And uh, the story, the way he told the story and the way he involved the crowd was incredible. I just have always wanted to do that, just not willing to change the internal, uh, like really dig deep into my feelings and share those. So this is a big problem for me. And recently I've really grasped that this is really as, as a marketer for a brand that I'm trying to help grow. I've got to get over this fear. And as I think back on these stories and these great people that have inspired me through speeches, um, that I've got to do better. So I made a plan and I said, all right, I'm going to do my best to be more, more, I guess, emotionally open and, and share more of my feelings and be open about the things that were good and bad. And again, this is kind of funny because my whole speech and my whole platform when I do do public speech gig is overcoming fear of failure and then I'm not even willing to do that for my speeches but I am now so I put together a plan and I went out uh, just you know recently and I, I had an opportunity to teach a group of people and I used this frame new framework that I found and it went really well I stumbled across over a lot of things and I wasn't able to maybe articulate some things the way I wanted to but like in previous episodes, I talk about you have to you have to suck first before you can get better. And I, I sucked, but I actually did pretty okay and I had some really good feedback on that particular training session that I gave. And that changed me. I realized I saw a glimpse of how things could be, how I could be, really be the E.T. or the Earl Thomas or the... Um, John Register that I wanted to be, right? I can be that. And I saw a small glimpse of that and it was really exciting to me. And I'm very motivated now to continue to improve and hone my storytelling skills because as I do that, it's going to do nothing but improve my ability as a, as an athlete, as a public speaker, as a motive. I'm not a motivator, but as a, somebody that wants to tell their story, that's a little bit unique as well as a marketer. Um, so that story is an example of the storytelling framework. And I wrote it out on the board. Not the, I wrote the framework out on the board, and I just went through this story to tell you guys about my experience of becoming a public speaker and how I've learned that I can do a better job now. I went from a guy who, and this is a little side note, but um, I go to church, and in our church they invite the congregation to, to give talks. And I went to church almost every Sunday, but the days they asked me if I would give a talk, and they told you a few weeks ahead of time, I would purposely be sick, or I'd fake sick, or I'd sleep in, or I'd go hide, or whatever. I'd make up whatever excuse that I did not have to go to church because I was so terrified of speaking in front of people. So I went from that to being okay with speaking in front of people but not doing a good job to 
just recently finally realizing that I've got to go all in on this because it, I'm not going to stop. Whether there are people ask me to speak for because of my, my uh, track career and opportunity to be uh, on Team USA or through marketing communications like this podcast or other interviews and things that I do. So I've just got to commit. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm all in. Another thing that I uh, relate to is when I was in college running the 400 or running, I was jumper and sprinter, way better jumper than I was sprinter. But a couple guys had graduated and they needed somebody on the 4x4 team. And like the B team, I'm talking, or C team, I don't even know. It was not the A team. But coach likes to make a lot of people run the 400, so he threw me on there. And it was just so miserable the first couple of times. And then I realized, you know what? Like, if I'm going to be miserable like this, I might as well work hard and get on the A team where it actually matters. And so I did. I, I did my best. I worked as hard as I could. And I was, after a few track meets, I made it onto the A team as the fourth fourth fastest guy. And we weren't great, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and run these C's and B teams relays where they say, quote unquote, it matters for your performance and training and blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. It sucked. It was horrible. So if I was going to do it, I was going to make it matter. And we scored in conference and it was fun. Um, so I went all in on that. And now I'm, that's what I'm going to do here. It's going to be very uncomfortable for me to go all in in my storytelling, but following this framework and I think it's going to work. So here's the framework. The first thing you got to tell is your backstory. Tell a little about who you were, what was the situation. Secondly, you got to tell what your internal beliefs were. And that's going to be the hardest part for me because that's where you got to talk about like more of your deep, dark emotions and secrets and like what was the situation you're in. It's the hardest, but it's what connects you to your community the best. Then you talk about your external beliefs and you can do those. I believe you can do those in in either order and your external beliefs or your goals like my goal is to be a better speaker or my goal is to be make the the a team and the 400 or whatever um, and then the wall like what was standing in the way of you doing that and for me standing in the way is my own self like my own emotional beliefs to think i wasn't going to be able to ever be that way or or my fear of how much pain i was in when i ran the 400 that was the wall the fourth thing, uh, that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing is your plan. You got to create a plan and tell people, not create a plan. You have to tell people the plan that you followed to overcome that wall or to change the belief that you had. The sixth thing is what was the conflict? So after you realized you needed to make a change, after you made a plan and started making that, making that change, what happened then? So for me, especially in the speaking situation, the story I told you, I started speaking, but the conflict was, okay, now I'm doing it, this is great, but I'm not evoking the emotion, and I'm not a good speaker, and I'm not giving the best value to the people that might be paying me or listening to me, and so I need to make a change, and that was a conflict within me. So that's when I went out and found this um, realize that this story framework is going to be a way better option and I just have to get over my, I guess, my embarrassment or fear of sharing more of my internal thoughts and feelings. And that can be the difference. 
Um, so my achievement was in this last last time I tried it, when I was able to teach a, a group of people, I tried this method and I tried sharing more. And it doesn't even have to be personal. It just has to be more more things that are going to evoke emotion. And um, I'm learning this. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't need to be personal. So we'll see as I go along in the storytelling process. But the transformation that I made within myself, which is the eighth thing, is I was able to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And even somebody like me who skipped church because he didn't want to talk can now be a very effective communicator and use that communication to tell a story and lead people down a path. And as they, as they go down this path and I get to the end of the story, they'll be willing to make a change based on a story I'm telling. So maybe you guys um, can see that. Maybe you can't. If you can't see it, it's probably because I need to do a better job telling a story. Um, and then last, I want to finish up with this. The other thing that I, I've been thinking a little bit about lately, I was, I was trying to tell my wife this really funny thing the other day. And I was telling her and I was telling her and it just wasn't a coming across very well. I was like, ah, oh, you just might have had to have been there because I was just laughing my face off. And she was just like, okay, you're an idiot looking at me like I'm just crazy, man. Um, which I get that like a lot when I try to tell stories, especially when they're funny. So if you ever find yourself in a position where you have to tell somebody you probably had to be there, it's because you didn't tell the story well enough and you didn't tell the backstory well enough and you didn't create, you didn't paint the picture of the story for that person to get it. And I'm so guilty of that. Um, and I'm not saying you guys is in you. I'm just saying you as in me because I'm the one guilty of that. So now every time I try to tell a funny story, I try to paint a better picture. And I'm getting better at it. Still not not great at it. And the other thing I'm trying to do better is chunk it down. Like I'm taking 12, 13 minutes to tell you guys my story and then break down the framework when my goal when I started this was to do it in like eight or nine minutes. So again, something I'm working on, um, but I'm excited about this process, excited about the opportunity for me to learn how to be a better storyteller. And if you guys have any tips for me or have learned how to be a great storyteller, go ahead and share them with me. Otherwise, you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Fitness Podcast presented by Black Label Supplements. If you are a personal trainer, fitness coach, independent gym or supplement shop owner with a successful marketing tip, let us know by commenting on this episode. You could be our next guest.